1: Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am here today with my co-host, JC. Hey, JC. Hey, Wendy. It's a pleasure to be back. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm melting away down here in Florida. And then, uh, I think it's the middle of the summer. I don't, I don't really know. Summer seems to keep moving. Wendy, right? <laughs> the only reason you're melting away is because you're made of sugar and it's raining. Isn't it? It's raining. <laughs> well, for anyone who has met me in person or on, on air, you know, I am definitely anti not made of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be zero sugar coating zero with sugar. anything that is said. So with that said, hey, we have a really cool guest today, Lauren Polly. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. It's nice to be here. Um, We're so excited to have you in, in the topic that you bring today. We're going to be talking about unlocking the power within and nurturing mental health or mental wealth in the workplace. And so, boy, do we need it more than ever after the past few years. I'm sure you're extremely busy, Lauren it's shocking to me,
0: like not just the rate of people getting diagnosed, but just the people who are self-diagnosing, which I think is a great thing because we're opening the conversation and people are seeking more support. But there also seems to be a lot more people struggling too.
1: Yeah, there really is. We've, We've had a couple of shows over the past year or so on mental health. And I telling you, I learned something new every time, even just about myself, never mm-hmm. mind about other people. And so I love having experts like you on the show. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you can help their, their company or them as individuals.
0: Yeah, so I am an author. My book is called The Other Side of Bipolar, revealing uh, your strengths to move beyond the diagnosis. So it chronicles my journey as being diagnosed as bipolar when I was 14. Uh, after a suicide attempt and working through the rocky road that is traditional healthcare, care. Uh, it is way better now, I will say, flash forward 20 years later with all of the holistic and self-help tools as well to really round out mind, body, spirit and holistic looking at uh, mental wealth, I like to call it, not just maintaining the status quo, but excelling more. Uh, I run a hospital department. I'm in management. I've been a medical speech therapist for 18 plus years now. So I really Uh, I've come the gamut I've not just walked my own path with having a bad 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 mental health experience but also what I've had to employ to rise in a corporation and organization when I was told that I would never probably be able to do that uh, is something that I usually utilize a lot with my clients that personal touch so I work a lot with people about how we foster mental health healthy communication and most importantly self-awareness in the workplace
1: yeah, that is so important. Self-awareness. Like I said, I even just said it in the first couple of minutes of our conversation, you know, I've learned so much about me. And I always tell this when I'm teaching you know, on management topics, like you can't, you know, you can't change somebody's personality or you can't change, you know, what they want to be when they grow up. What you can do is grab a mirror and look at it and say, hey, am I causing any pain to this person? Am, am I part of the problem here? And so we always have to start and look within, right? And say, I've got to take care of me and or fix me, um, but I need the people to help me and the right people so that I am actually, you know, making changes that are going to make a difference in the long run. And it sounds like you've had quite a struggle in your life, too. So, um, you know, congratulations for overcoming that and for deciding to use that to help other people. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about some statistics. I think JC has some statistics. I can't talk statistics. Absolutely, (laughs) Wendy. I got you back here. So mental health problems, they are getting worse all over the world. There has been a 13% rise in mental health problems and drug abuse, which is mostly due to changes in the population. And due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there were more cases of anxiousness and depression in many parts of the world. From a start of about 193 million people around the world with depressive symptoms, 246 million now have them. That's a growth of about 28%. From about 298 million people with anxiety problems to about 374 million, which is a rise of 25% as well. Some harsh numbers to the reality for you. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Lauren, what are your thoughts on all of this? And, you know, specifically in relation to everything that's been going on the past couple of years with the pandemic and other things that are going on in the world. Well, I think on the uh, silver lining, let's look at that way first,
0: is that there are more people who are not feeling alone because of it. And I think it's because the rise in public awareness about this, uh, that people are at least able to seek support or maybe just kind of in their own inner world. I might need a little extra and be able to go up on social media, read some blogs and get some support that way. Uh, So I feel like that in of itself is a great step forward. It is so, so disheartening to see the amount of struggle that people are going through. And I really feel like a lot of our struggle is born from two main things. One, feeling super isolated. And for me, I had that a lot growing up because it was a big secret that I had this thing. So the more you keep something a secret, guess what? It grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. Mm. And it's something you constantly have to shove down or you make a big reveal and tell somebody about it. So I think the isolation for any emotional thing that we're going through just exacerbates it. So the pandemic definitely didn't help with that. It made it a lot worse. There's not a lot of um, kind of like the feeling of community or where people just kind of casually may know you and may kind of check in, you know, it was only kind of the people that you were super close with that you stayed connected to. Um, And then the second thing with that, especially with what I went through, I just know there are so many people who really want to contribute and to continue to keep growing and feel productive at the end of the day and so when you have all these mental health issues it really stands in the way of that people are so anxious meaning they are ca- casting to the future and worrying so much they can't be present with what's gone on or they're so hopeless that they can't show up fully and so really having that satisfied feeling at the end of the day that I showed up I gave it my all things are really grooving in my life it's gotten a very it's gotten harder to do remote work I don't think helped with that with that yeah. isolation as well um, but those are kind of the two big things I really like to talk to people about actually feeling like you're you make a contribution when you show up you matter and also that you're part of a community you're part of a whole you don't function in isolation
1: yeah it's, it's so true and you know regardless if you're working in person or you're working virtual or a combination of both across the world across the universe it's so important to for for companies to set up um some kind of system for people to communicate, even if it's and 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 by communi- communicate, I don't mean just like at noon every Friday. We're going to have this meeting on what we're doing next week. It's more like building time into those meetings to chit chat and ask about somebody's puppy or their vacation or what it might be, because it's like, oh, you might literally be somebody's last hope and to, and you make a difference by having those conversations. And every time I, I uh, talk to people like you or I talk to companies that are doing it right, I take notes and I'm like, oh, I got to tell all my clients this because I want them to be, have healthy conversations within their company instead of saying later on down the road after somebody quits or worse ah, wish we could have done something, right? So I want to talk about that a little bit more in our upcoming sessions here. But right now, we are going to wrap up session one here. And on episode two of, this is a five-part series. So on episode two, we'll talk a little bit more about effective communication for healthy workplace relationships. See you soon.